welcome. I'm Steph, an intuitive hypnotist from Quebec, Canada. I'm Julie, a past life regression hypnotist and Reiki healer from Wisconsin. And together, we are the Soulful Mystics. So you're telling us about your most recent ghost story. Yeah, and it was a doozy. I got to say, it was probably one of the most intense ghost stories that I've had in a long time. Yeah. Thinking back, when exactly would you say this started or you first noticed the activity and kind of set the scene so we understand and get the full context? Yeah. So I think it started at least a month ago and my grandmama had passed away and she gave me these bells and I knew there was going to be a changing of the guards based on what Meredith told me from Earthling Astrology. And so I was waiting for that, but I didn't expect it to be my grandma on my dad's side because we were not close. And when she passed away, my dad gave me these bells that she apparently collected and I had no idea. And then the, the bells started going off maybe about a month ago. So I went to go see a medium and this it was like a group mediumship reading. And she told me, your guides are going to be coming forward a lot more loudly. And these guides, specifically your your father's parents, are going to be guiding you towards your dog rescue and this property where you're going to, they're going to help you help these dogs. And they're going to show you some tough love because I struggle with showing dogs tough love. And with also rescuing comes a lot of hurt and and pain. And so they were going to show me how to manage that and deal with it. But then it was like, all of a sudden in a past life regression, I got this knowing that or my grandma told me that it wasn't her ringing the bells, it was someone else. And she wanted me to make him stop touching her bells. Remember that. So she was kind of pissed about that. She's like, it's not me. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you got it wrong. It's not me. I'm not ringing my bells and you got to make him stop touching my bells. <laughs> and I had no idea. And that's the amazing thing about a past life regression or a spirit guide session is I consider myself a psychic and I speak to my guides fairly regularly. But when you're in that trance state, you get so many more messages. And I had no, I don't know how to connect with her because I didn't know how to connect with her here on earth. We're, we're still very different. So learning how to connect with her was the whole goal of that spirit guide portion of the past life regression. She seems like yeah. she's a tough cookie. <laughs> she, she is a tough cookie. And she takes that as a compliment, all of this stuff. And that's, that's something that I'm learning about her. So from there, I remember it was the whole thing about this person has to stop ringing my bells. And I think she told you who it was or... How did that come about? I got a name Patrick. So the name Patrick kept popping up. I think you brought up the name Patrick somehow afterwards. Or Pat. You said Pat because you thought I said Grandpa Pat. Uh, I thought you. Yes. Okay. Grandpa so, Pat. So let me clarify this. <laughs> so, okay. Steph, you're from Canada, right? You call <laughs> your grandmother Grandmama. My French I one. Yes. Yes. Okay. But when you spell it, there's an N at the end. And mm -hmm. so here during this past life regression, I'm saying grandma man, because I thought <laughs> that's what the, I'm not French. I'm American. Okay. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so God. Anyway. And so when I said grandpa, <laughs> you thought I said grandpa Pat. Yes. 
And then it reminded me of the name because I didn't say it out loud. It reminded me of the name that came to me during that portion of the session. And I was like, Patrick, Patrick came to me in some, I don't remember how or when. And then you had mentioned maybe that's the spirit that haunting you. Yeah. And so it seems like just from our conversations before, almost like once his name was acknowledged, Mm -hmm. it seems like more activity started to happen. So can you kind of explain the the different things that he was doing besides just ringing the bells? Yeah. So after that, it came in waves of messing with like electricity just briefly and not in a way that that gave me concern. I just noticed it. And then while I was at work, you had asked me if I had released him, sent him to the light. So you did it, but then it got worse. And that's when all the chaos happened when you came home and you saw him. Yes. Okay. So that morning when you reminded me, I pulled out my deck and I had pulled out a deck that I don't normally pull from. So it's it's a deck that I use mostly to get a sense of how they feel day to day, possibly past trauma that they experience in this life, because it's a really detailed and uh, vivid deck. So by the way, this deck is right behind the bells that I have that were dinging. I didn't know if that was the reason why I was drawn to it, but... Oh, maybe. Before you go on, can you tell us what deck it is? Because I know someone's going to want to know. Yes. Okay. So it's the Everyday Enchanted Tarot by Poppy Pollen. Oh, that's right. Poppy is one of your spirit guides. Yes. So this deck was one of the pivotal moments where I noticed that Poppy was popping up quite a bit in my life (laughs) and she ended up being one of my spirit guides. So that deck is a beautiful deck, but it's also very chaotic in the way that the images come through, which can really tell a story about how somebody's feeling and how they live their life. So that being said, I just felt a calling to type it to Julie because I, I normally do. I normally message you all of my readings anyway um, yeah. in, if I pull cards for myself. And then it turned into an automatic writing. But that's not normally how I do automatic writing. It just kind of took over, which was very different for me. And I, I had written it down here. I saved it just because I knew I don't always remember the automatic writing when I do it. So One thing that he had mentioned is he came with my foster dog, Libby. And so where it started is he felt really trapped, out of control, overwhelmed, and chaotic. And I felt like he died of an overdose. So I sensed PTSD or some kind of trauma. And I think you sense that as well about Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. And so I felt like he, he had a lot going on in his life. I did feel like he was in his mid 40s or around his 40s. And I felt a lot of love for animals. So I can connect to anyone who loves animals. And I understand that human life is very difficult. So I had some compassion for what he went through. And he had said that he felt really guilty for not taking care of Libby, although he calls her Winnie. Yeah. So And, and he did like the name Libby. And so Aww. I named her Libby in French. It's liberty means freedom. And we had taken her out of the shelter hours before she was going to be euthanized because they're just really full. So it was suggested that 
that we name her Liberty. And I, I really like that. And she looks like a Libby. What I felt from him was that he had passed away, unfortunately, due to his addiction. And before the overdose, I had felt that he ignored her quite a bit at the time because he was nodding off or sleeping. I feel like she had to be vocal in order to get someone's attention. So after he passed, I sensed that whoever had her, it felt like a woman, so maybe his girlfriend, couldn't take care of her. I feel like she also had or has an addiction issue and I felt like she just brought her to the city and dropped her off and left in the car which is heartbreaking a baby I did feel a lot of regret for neglecting her and Libby has a lot of health issues a lot of neglect health-wise I don't sense any abuse I've had rescues that have been abused I can kind of see the signs some dogs don't show the signs but she has zero fear with people so I do think it was it was mostly a neglect situation and he apologized extensively in the morning before I left for work and I felt like we were cool I felt like we were on good terms Patrick (laughs) we were cool like I just I didn't sense that when I left for work it would have gotten worse yeah and so I was quite shocked (laughs) Because, you know, every morning you and I are texting and I was kind of along for the ride as you were doing the automatic writing and and all of that. And then later on in the day, I get all of these text messages. Yeah. (laughs) Just like chaos ensued. So... Exactly. And when I had offered him to go to the light or suggested he go to the light, he said no. He didn't want to because he wanted to, because I'm a temporary foster. She is going to be going to a more long-term foster. And he was unsure of that. So he said, I'm not going to interfere and I'm not going to bother you, but I'm going to stick around. I'm not going to the light yet. I'm going to stick around just to see where she goes. And I was okay with that. But then I got to work and I was looking at my cameras and Libby was in her crate because as a foster, she has to be in her crate when I leave for work, especially with other dogs here. And she was losing it. She was barking the entire day. She was trying to get out of her crate. She was extremely agitated. And this, I've never seen that in her within the two weeks that she's been here prior. Haven't seen that. And then my second camera, which watches my other dogs, was shut off. There was no, it was offline. So I thought, I don't know, maybe the internet was glitchy. I wasn't really sure at that point. But then when I got home, I pulled into my parking lot and I have a a big window in my living room. And as I stepped out of my car, I looked in the window and I saw Binks there, but behind her was a man. I was like, who the heck, who's this man? Imagine what must have run through your mind like the fear you would have freaked the fuck out (laughs) if that happened to me i can tell you there was no fear i felt more protective than anything i thought there was a human being inside my house i did not assume while i was outside that it was a ghost he looked real So I could tell you exactly what he was wearing. He was wearing a plaid shirt, beige with green squares. You know, plaid has squares. And it was very vivid. He looked fairly fit. Maybe he worked construction, you know, like that kind of tough guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, he He had fine, light hair, light eyes. And he was just looking at me the entire time I ran in front of my house to get to my door. He was staring at me the whole time, but no expression on his face. And you would think if you broke into someone's house and they came home, home, you'd have an expression of, oh shit, I got to go. It's daylight. (laughs) Right. Or not even just standing in the window, like looking back at you, but like, oh, I'm caught. So like take off and bolt out the back or something. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) 
And you're standing behind my pit bull. <laughs> Who's not and freaking out, by the way, right? No, not at all. And mm-hmm. Cooper, who barks at everyone. And Binks is not a barker. She's very silent when it comes to seeing people in the window and stuff. She's not reactive, but Cooper's very reactive. He's my Great Dane. And he wasn't barking. And I didn't register that he wasn't barking because he would not allow a stranger in the house. Even somebody who he's met a few times, he would be barking at you the entire time you're here. But when I came in, they were all looking at me like, what's up? Welcome home. <laughs> and wow. yeah, so I came inside. I went up the stairs into the living room and my living room was just destroyed. So all of my cushions were off my couch. The The dog bed was pulled across the room. And my dog Binks has done this before where she pushed the cushions off the couch. She hasn't done this in over a year. So, so this is not normal behavior. No. And considering what Libby went through all day, plus this chaos, I felt like someone was here. Someone was disrupting the peace because I watch them every single day and they don't normally act like that. After that, I think I texted you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I got a stream of text messages. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. I think you said I showed him so much love and compassion in the morning and then I came home to this chaos. He stressed her out. She's in a crate and he stressed my dogs out and I was not okay with that at all. Yeah. So I remember you really did have a soft spot in your heart for him. And so did I. And we both just felt really bad. And I think showing compassion to those who have crossed over is so important. And you did just that. And we can't force anyone or any ghost or spirit, so to speak, into the light. That's a decision that they have to make, but we Mm -hmm. can show them that that is an option and kind of talk to them about what's on the other side, right? That's kind of what we learned in our hypnotic arts training. Yeah. But when all of this chaos ensued, you were pissed. (laughs) Rightfully so. And you were like, Patrick has to go. He has to go. (laughs) Yep. I allowed him to stick around as long as he didn't interfere. And I felt like at the time he did and that he created a lot more stress. So we decided to do this entity removal that everyone is about to hear. It did not take very long because there were literally only this Patrick guy and a second entity that had tagged along. I clear my house all the time. And I hadn't cleared it since we got Libby because it's just been really busy and and a lot going on. I have no idea why these two were a lot more intense than what I'm normally used to. But since the entity removal, I can say that I haven't had any issues. And also while we, I think before we started that conversation, your power went out in your spiritual space. (laughs) Yeah, so this is interesting too, because so first of all, I have never done an entity removal before. This was my first one. And it's something that we learned as part of our training in the hypnotic arts. And it really just was not something I felt called to do myself. I am very interested in it. And I've seen, you know, demonstrations where you have done it previously with Gina, but I just felt like 
this is probably not something that I'm going to be doing. But the one thing that I absolutely love when I've watched Gina do other demonstrations with these entity removals is her compassion and openness and willingness to listen to these spirits or entities if they choose to speak with her. And so that is something I just felt was really important that I wanted to make sure that I was showing him love and kindness and compassion through the whole thing, even though literally shit had hit the fan at your house. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I remember it was like that day you're like, we got to do it. So we are getting ready to log into Zoom and all of a sudden the power just in my office goes out. And I mean, the computer went out, the lights went out, everything. And I was like, what the hell? And I can still hear the TV going in the living room. So it's not like my entire house went out. I So I go out of my office. I go to my husband. I was like, the, all the power in my office is off. And he's like, what? So he comes in the office with me. Everything is back on. <laughs> of like, course. It's always uh, like that. Yeah. So I'm like texting you. I'm like, I think Patrick is already interfering. (laughs) Yep. And it's seriously like it was a consistent, I don't know, like mercury retrograde type of stuff with technology. And I felt during like when the when the session had started, I have felt like someone was watching me from my bedroom door. And I set very clear boundaries that spirits cannot cross my bedroom door. You're not allowed in my bedroom. And I, I haven't had anyone break those boundaries. So it felt normal, but I sensed too. So I think, yes, this entity removal was very short because you're a powerhouse and you were like, be gone. And I think the two of us together were like you got to go. Yeah. And it it worked really quickly. So anyone who's considering getting an entity removal of your home or of yourself, it can be very quick. It doesn't have to be scary. If you listen to to this session, it's not very scary. You you can actually sense and I think Julie you mentioned that you sensed a lot of his sadness and yeah. and it, it makes you feel for them. And knowing that he was he's able to cross over is something that I think makes it less scary. Because you know that he had human emotions at one point. Yeah. And part of me wishes it would have been a little longer just because, I don't know, that's just the type of person I am. I want to know his story, but also too, I sense that it was also too painful for him. Yeah, he's a man Um, of few words. The way that I felt was that he was brought up in a way where you don't talk about stuff. And uh, based on what you're about to hear, you can make your own judgment. But I I do sense that he, he said a lot compared to what he said in his human life. And that might be why he felt the need to numb through drugs. And mm-hmm. I do think that he gave us more than what he was comfortable with. We got a story. We got the real feeling, the genuine feeling, I, I believe, of this man. Right. And we didn't have to provoke him. You really just showed him love and compassion, probably that he's never felt in his human life, yeah. which encouraged him to go. And I think that that is so special and we all need to be practicing some form of that compassion towards the entity or the spirits who who are still walking this earth and and confused about what happened. All right. Here is the entity removal facilitated by Julie. Good. Just taking a deep breath here, releasing any hesitation or fear, knowing that you are totally safe and totally protected. Good. And stuff 
I want you to go ahead and just do a scan of your home for any attachments, entities, or anything that is not serving its highest good. And just let me know what comes up here. I feel like there's two. Okay. Is there one that is going to be stepping forward or one that you're going to focus on? Or do they come together? They come together. Okay. One looks human. The other one is just like a shadow. Okay. And so the one that looks human, can you describe this one? He's Patrick. He... Is tall. He has fair skin, light hair, light eyes. He's wearing plaid and it's like the shadow is kind of glooming over him. I don't know how to describe it, but. Okay. So this shadow that is looming over him, is it like an attachment to him or is it two separate things or is it a part of him? It feels like an attachment on him. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like it's an amplifier. So it's like amplifying the feelings of depression and unworthiness and feel like it has a lot to do with the addiction and everything that he succumbed to when he died. I feel like that entity had a lot to do with leading up to that death. And then they were like joined somehow in the afterlife or the in-between. I'm not really sure. Okay. Would Patrick like to come forward and speak with me at this time? Uh, He's like at the door. I could feel him at the door. It's almost like he's scared to come in. All right. And Patrick, you're safe with us right now in this time. If you'd like to step forward and talk to us, share your story, let us get to know you a little bit. You're welcome to do so at this time. He's he's... stepping in. Good, good. And Patrick, am I speaking with you right now? Yes. Good. Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself. What can we know about you? There's not much to know. What do you mean? I don't have much going for me. Oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Why Why do you feel like that? I guess just been told that my whole life and then felt that way up until I died. So no reason to not feel that way. I'm so sorry that you went through that and feel that way, Patrick. Just know that there's no judgment here, none at all. And so tell me, what are you doing hanging out at Steph's house? There was a light and that's where Winnie was going. So I wanted to make sure that it was good for her before she got here and encourage people here to take her in. Oh, I see. And so Winnie is your dog, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, she's a beautiful dog. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do you feel about Winnie being with Steph at this time? It seems good. Good. Do you trust Steph and her family? I do. Good. Steph is an amazing person and she loves animals so much and would do anything to protect them. And I hope you know that. And I hope you know that Winnie is safe with her. Mm-hmm. Good. And do you have any messages for Steph or for Winnie or anything that you would like us to know? Just that I love her and I'm sorry for not being able to care for her the way she deserved. And in me dying, I think she's going to excel and I want to I wanna see that through. Oh, good. And you know, Patrick, you don't have to stick around here 
in the earth plane to see that through. You know you have the option to go to the other side, go through the light, and you can still watch over Winnie from that point of view as well. Yeah, she tried to tell me that. She tried to tell me to go, but there's something something that's holding me back. It's this shadow. It's this darkness that is me, doesn't want me to go. How come? Why wouldn't it want you to go into the light? I think it feeds off of fear and sadness. And if I go, then he just has to find someone else. Does he, though? That's what he feels. Now you're describing this entity as a he. Can you tell me a little bit more about this entity? He's a lot like my father. Okay. Tell me about your father. He's just a really mean, not even human. Mm. Was your father mean to you, Patrick? Yeah. I'm so sorry. You didn't deserve that. You know, Patrick, that you are a powerful being too, and you don't need to carry this entity with you. And where is he going to go when I leave? He can go to the light. There's no judgment there. If this entity is your father, he deserves to go to the light as well and get the healing that he needs, just as you deserve to get the healing that you need. What do you think about that? I think I'm ready to go. I don't know if I'm going to take him with me, but I want to try. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, before we go ahead and look for the light, Patrick, do you have any other messages for Steph, for me, for Winnie? Anything you want to get off your chest or say before you cross over? Just that I'm sorry for not taking care of her. Mm. Thank you, Patrick. And thank you for speaking with us today. And I wish you nothing but the best for your evolution. Mm. All right. And so we're going to go ahead and call to the highest source of light and anyone in and of the highest source to come and greet Patrick and his father and bring them through the light. And so Patrick, take a moment and just look around you and let me know if you see a spark of light. I see it. Good. And now that you see the light, do you see anyone there that you recognize or know? My grandma. Oh, beautiful. What's your grandma's name? Alice. Alice. Oh, what a beautiful name. Are you ready to go into the light and greet your grandmother? Yeah. Good. And now on the count of three, Patrick, you will move to and through this light and into the space between lives a space of all-knowing and unconditional love and healing. Are you ready? Yeah. Good. Moving through the light, one, two, and three. Through the light and into the space between lives for healing and continued evolution for this soul that was once earthbound. And Steph, Say okay when you're aware that Patrick has crossed through the light. Yeah, he's he's gone. Good. And did his father go with him? No. Okay. But he, he's not here anymore either. He left but he didn't. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. So we're just going to take a moment, Steph, and just let that light flow in through your crown. Good. Just washing away any residues that Patrick or his father may have left behind. 
and just showering you in this loving healing light from above. Good. And do you want to do another scan of your home just to see if there's anything else there? Um, no, there's just light. Like I could feel my guides or sense their presence surrounding the room. Good. And I feel like the father's outside somewhere, but I don't know. Like I see one of my guides putting like salt around the house. Oh, okay. So I think, I think that's their way of telling me that there's a protection of some kind Good. and yeah they're saying it's not my job to to make him go so mm -hmm. what we could do is just make sure he doesn't come back in perfect Good. And so that salt is going to act as a barrier of protection yeah. so he can't get in good yeah wonderful and so do you feel called to scan yourself, your own body, to scan Libby or any of your other dogs to make sure that everything is clear? Yeah, like I feel a huge weight released from my heart. I think I was feeling a lot of what Patrick was feeling in this life for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Not knowing that I was sensing him and... I feel like Libby understands that he's gone and I, I think she's happy just knowing that, I don't know. It's like she, she felt like his suffering was over or I don't know. It feels like she was happy when he passed because she knew that, you know, his suffering was done. Yeah. But Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's a wise dog. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, especially having gone through so much at such a young age. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, then, if there's nothing left to scan and everything feels nice and clear, we can go ahead and just... Um, fill the rest of your home with light. So let's just take a moment and do that. So we've cleansed you, Steph, and just let that light overflow into your space, into your home, to each and every room, just clearing away, cleansing one last time. And just surrounding your dogs and family and Max with this beautiful loving light from above. Good. And sending love and gratitude to all the enlightened beings who were here with us today, guiding us, healing us, and protecting us. And sending love and healing to Patrick. And that's it for today's episode. Until next time, stay curious. 